Amen. I, if you're in the room, I want to invite you to have a seat and um, just give thanks again for the folks who lead us in worship in the mornings. And I mean, you know some of those faces, Dave and John and Maggie, and we're thankful to have Sam as a part of the team and leading worship with us. And so um, I, I give thanks that we get to be a part of a church that can worship together and with spirit. I pray that for you when you come on Sunday morning and, and participate in worship, that it has meaning for you too. And hopefully maybe sets you on a good course for your week. Uh, that's one of the things we do as a church, is we get together to worship the name of God. Uh, the, the sermons for this month have all been sort of themed, if you've picked up on that, around the notion of what it means to be United Methodist, be UMC. There's even a hashtag going around out there all over the world, hashtag be UMC. If you're into hashtagging, uh, you know what I'm talking about. If not, um, it's fine. Uh, it's, it's sort of a thing that's happening these days. But, I mean, on, on social media platforms, and, I mean, now people are doing it in text messages, which I'll confess to doing that, and it has no meaning there, right? But, but the idea, right, is to take some kind of concept, idea, theme, word, topic, person, and, and you can sort of aggregate and search through social media and find anything that anybody has tagged about that thing, and you can have that come up in your feed, and you can see all the things that people are saying about what it means to be United Methodist to them today if you just went on any of your social media platforms and searched for that hashtag but it makes me wonder for all of us in the room for everybody who's with us online for anybody who's in this united methodist church this morning what would you say it means to you to be united methodist i mean I'm, that's a big assumption that you would even claim to be united methodist i understand that but you are in a united methodist church this morning there are several people in here who are members of this United Methodist Church. So you are United Methodist. You made that choice. And um, maybe you're kicking that notion around for yourself. But what does it mean for you? What would you say it means to be Methodist? You don't have to answer me out loud. That's fine. Somebody, I know you're dying to, somebody in here. But good topic of conversation if you want to have it at some point. What would you share on your social media platform? I mean, what story would you tell on Facebook or picture would you post on Instagram or short snippet of a comment on Twitter? What does it mean to you to be Methodist? Well, so I mentioned that's been sort of the theme of the sermons for the month, and so I'll take you all the way back to the beginning. Stacy Rushing's last sermon here, um, she lifted up that as United Methodists, we believe that what's one thing that's foundational to us is discipleship. It's that practice of being a disciple, of following in the way of Jesus. That includes learning and studying. And she shared some stuff out of Methodist history about the Wesleyan quadrilateral. And she credited Albert Outler for his work there to help us have a, a theological framework for how we understand our faith based on scripture and reason and tradition and experience. Discipleship. That's what it means to be Methodist. Last week, I lifted up the notion that it's also foundational for us as Methodists to have a sense of belonging, that we are a community of faith where any and everyone can belong. And I referenced one of Wesley's standard sermons on a Catholic spirit about, if, if you love God and love each other, then give me your hand, and we will go on this journey together. Even shared with you a little stuff about spaghetti sauce, too, but it was mostly the stuff about the belonging. 
Well, so this morning I want to lift up another, what I think is a foundational aspect of being Methodist. And that is we believe that it is our place and role as followers of Jesus to make an impact in this world. So if we could just take words from each week, discipleship, belonging, and this week, impact. And, and I'll take you all the way back to the founding of the Methodist movement, not as a church or denomination, but a movement within the church. And John Wesley, one of our founders in Bristol in the late 1730s in the UK, and he began to teach and preach in the Methodist church along with some other people, some things that were a little bit unsettling that were different than the norm. And he had a particular experience where he went out of the church to preach. George Whitfield took him to preach to some miners. And so they were truly preaching to the working class outside the church and it blew his mind. And as he began to think and pray about what does it mean to be in ministry with these people who can't come in proper attire and sit in their appropriately paid for pew and and worship as the refined folks of England do, how, do, how do we be in ministry? What is the gospel for them? And it blew his mind and blew the minds of some of the people he was spending time with and teaching and studying the scriptures with. And so they came up with the idea to make a place where they could minister to the needs of the people in their community who were getting missed, left behind, or overlooked. And so they built a building Modest, small building called the New Room. That's what they call it. They, they said, we need a new room to be the church in this community in a new way. And so they built this place called the New Room. It's still there. Well, they had to build a bigger one a few years later. That one's still standing in Bristol. But the, the whole point of this new room, it was not built to have a church service. In fact, when they eventually did put pews in it, they were famously movable. So they could get them out of the way so they could do stuff for people and then put the pews back if they wanted to sit down and have a worship service together. But in the new room, the reason they built it was so they could offer education to people who couldn't afford it. So they could offer free health care to people. So they could care for the people that other folks might ship out of town. So they could go from there to be in ministry with folks in prison. So they could feed people who couldn't afford to eat. And this place, this new room where these followers of Jesus, these Christians came together to do these kinds of things and offer these kinds of services and care for their community has come to be known as the cradle of Methodism. Because those followers of Jesus believe that it was their calling to have an impact in their community. You can still go see the new room today and have a tour. It's a, you know, it's a museum. Um, but from there, that movement has spread all over the world. And, and as I learned about the history of Methodism and, and John Wesley and this new room and how that was the cradle of Methodism, I mean, it just falls in line perfectly with the scriptures and in particular with one I want to read this morning from James chapter 2. We're going to put it up on the screen. And I'm going to read James chapter 2, verses 14 through 19. This is God's word for us about what it means to make an impact in the world in the name of Jesus. 
So would you hear this scripture? My brothers and sisters, what good is it if people say they have faith but do nothing to show it? Claiming to have faith can't save anyone, can it? Imagine a brother or sister who is naked and never has enough food to eat. What if one of you said, go in peace, stay warm, have a nice meal? What good is it if you don't actually give them what their body needs? In the same way, faith is dead when it doesn't result in faithful activity. Someone might claim, you have faith and I have action, but how can I see your faith apart from your actions? Instead, I'll show you my faith by putting it into practice in faithful action. It's good that you believe that God is one. Ha. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble with fear. I hear this teaching from James, and I, I think about John Wesley and the beginning of the Methodist movement and a call from God to God's people, from God's spirit to our spirit, to be a people of impact in the world, on us as a church. We are a church that makes an impact. The United Methodist Church is a church that makes an impact all over the world. There's roughly 12 million United Methodists all across the globe. And we are a part of that movement, the Methodist movement, together with them. The story of the Methodist church in America is one of John Wesley ordaining ministers, sending them over here on their horses to ride from town to town to preach to fledgling churches that were being formed in this country as, as it spread and grew. And the same is true for Methodism all over the world. We have set about to be in ministry, to make an impact, to care for people's needs in every town, in every village, in every city, on every island, in every corner of the world. And you are a part of that as a Methodist. You are a part of this worldwide impact that the church is making in a few different ways. I mean, one, when you give, when you give money to Shambly Methodist Church, a portion of everything that every one of us gives goes to support that work of our church all over the world. To open channels and unlock doors to be in ministry and meet needs and to make an impact everywhere. In fact, the Methodist Church did it here in Shambly. 196 years ago. So we're coming up on the 200th anniversary of Shambly Methodist in 2026, which used to be known as Prospect United Methodist Church in a different location. But almost 200 years ago, some people decided that there needed to be a Methodist presence in this community to make an impact here and to bless people here with the love of God in Jesus Christ. And now here we sit in that legacy 
almost 200 years later, trying to figure out what a post-pandemic or different life and experience and existence of the church looks like for Shambly today. Not just for the people in the room, but for our community. And it's not like we're done with this. I mean, COVID's not gone. It's we're figuring out how, how are we adjusting and adapting and living and being in ministry now. And it's challenging. The needs are great all around us. And yet we have this call from God to be a people of impact now, today. And it's in the words of James. What is faith without action? If somebody were to come to you and they had nothing to wear and nothing to eat and you said to them, well, good luck. Hope things pick up for you. Where is the faith in that? In fact, if you read the rest of that chapter, if you go back and read the preceding verses, James uses a very specific example. He gives the hypothetical of two different people walking into a worship service. One of them, very nicely dressed, obviously well-to-do, probably has an important position in the community, probably has a lot of money. And then the other one is obviously in need and poor, poorly dressed, poorly groomed. And he asks those disciples, how do you receive each one of them into your presence? Who do you give a favorable reception to and place to sit? And he very pointedly says, it is the work of the followers of Jesus to tend to and care for the needs of the hurting in our midst and in our community to make an impact. And that's how the United Methodist Church has made an impact all over the world. Typically, when we go somewhere, we go there to meet a need, a health care need, an educational need, a disaster response need. It's how Methodists show up. We help. We participate. We give. We tend to and care for. That's how we make an impact in the world. Because John Wesley knew, and you know, it's difficult for someone to be receptive to the good news of the love of God in Jesus Christ when they don't have food to eat. When they don't have a warm place to lay their head at night. When they're not sure what tomorrow holds for them. So showing up to make an impact and care for and meet the needs of the people around us is a way that we share the gospel. In fact, some people might say for Methodists, it's the way we share the gospel. James said, tell me you have faith that you believe. Ha, great. So do the demons. I'll show you my faith by my actions, by the impact I make in the lives of the people around me. And so we're figuring out what does that look like for us 
as a church to be that and do that in Shambly, in our little corner of the world today. Now, one of the people that we reference often on Sunday morning, and you'll see her name and things, is Linda King. Linda coordinates all of our member care as well as like hospitality, just helping people get familiar, get comfortable, get involved, get connected. And if you're not a member, to understand what that means to be a member and consider joining and being a member. And uh, I asked Linda to share with all of us just a little bit from her vantage point of what it looks like to have an opportunity to make an impact through this church today. And so we've got that on video, and I wanted you to turn your attention to the screen, please. Hi, I'm Linda King, Director of Member Care and Hospitality. Shambly First UMC is a wonderful church with a rich history in this community as a place not only to worship, but where children can play and be nurtured and neighbors join together to support those in need. A few ways you can join in ministry with us, be a welcoming face to visitors on Sunday mornings, be a buddy to a new or visiting family, volunteer at the front desk during the week, add your lovely singing voice to our choir, use your computer skills to help with our streaming services, join or start a small group or dinner group, help in children's or Sunday school for the youth, collect and deliver food baskets during our Thanksgiving food drive, mail cards to senior members who can no longer attend service, and so many more. Whatever your interests or passion, there is a place for you in ministry with us at Shambly UMC. I pray that you will reach out to find how to use your talents in our family. Thank you. She was not real happy that I <laughs> asked her to make a video. She didn't want to appear on video. But, but if you want somebody to talk to about how do you get connected and get involved in the impact that this church is making, there's a great place to start. And she can point you to other folks because this is the work of our church together because that's what the church is. Listen, we all hear that call from God, God's spirit connecting with our spirit, saying, listen, I love you. I've given you life. Now, will you share that with someone else? And so we all feel that call to make an impact and be a blessing in somebody's life. And you get to do it every day in big and small ways. Everywhere you go, everywhere you are, everywhere you be, you can be United Methodist in that way and make an impact. And then what happens is two or three of us start saying, well, gosh, I wonder what we could do if we did it together. Or four or five or six or ten, or we see something in our community that takes more than one person can do. And so then you get people gathered together around this cause of making an impact in their world and in their community. And that's what Wesley did in those First Methodists. And they changed that community. Not just by advocating for change at the highest levels, for legislative or governmental change, although that was important and necessary and is today and needs to happen. But at the same time, man, they just saw somebody who was hungry and fed them. And saw somebody who needed a leg up or a hand and they helped. And then they pooled their lives and their energy and their efforts and their talents to do it together. And they changed their community. And that's what we're doing here. That's all the church is. It's people living out this calling together to make an impact. And you have a place in that. You have a sacred and holy and special place in that. Because God designed you for that. Has gifted you for that. And the spirit of God is calling to your spirit. And has given you this opportunity with these folks in this place to make an impact. And then it's just the fun of figuring out how, in what way, what interesting, engaging, important thing do I get to do to help make an impact in this community in the name of God?
And it takes all of us. Every one of us. The more of us there are, the greater impact we're going to make. Because you bring something that nobody else brings to this work. It makes me think of a, an old proverb I heard about a, a, a village that belonged to a kingdom. And the king of the kingdom was traveling around to every village. And so every village was doing something very special to honor and welcome the king. And this one particular village, their thing that they did for the kingdom was they made the wine. Every kingdom needs that kind of village. This village made the wine, and so and they, they made the best wine, and so they were the ones that supplied. And so the king was coming, and so the people of the village decided, and, and the one like sort of head of that village said, we're going to make a special batch of wine for the king, so everybody bring your best wine. Just a little bit. Just bring a little bit, and we'll just put everybody's best wine together into this communal vat, and that'll be our offering to the king. And so as the people went home to get a little bit of their best possible wine that they had made to bring to contribute, there was this one person in the village that thought, you know, it's been rough this year. My vineyard didn't do great and kind of, I, I think I need to hold my best stuff back and sell that. So I'll just take a, a thing of water and dump it in. But everybody else's best wine, they won't be able to tell. That, I, that mine was just a cup of water. And somebody else in the village thought, you know, I, I don't know that I, I want to take my best wine. I need, I need to hold that back, so I'll just take a cup of water. But everybody else will bring their best wine, and then it'll taste amazing. And then another and another and another decided, oh, I'll just take some water. And what kind of offering did they have for the king? It takes all of our best wine to make an impact for the king, the kingdom of God. We have an invitation here in this moment to bring ours. Man, there's some amazing stuff going on through this church. Our Cub Scouts are bursting at the seams. We've got over 50 little cubbers that are coming in. They've been out here, some of them are out here camping on our uh, property out by the Scout Hut all weekend. Our youth recreation programs for basketball and soccer and they're doing disc golf. Like, the kids are coming out of the woodwork. We've got a Thanksgiving food drive that's about to kick in. Where we collect food and feed anybody who's hungry in this community and make sure they have all they need to eat for Thanksgiving. I mean, there are any number of ways that we all get to be a part of the impact that this church is making for the community of God here. And if you're not sure where you fit in, how, how you belong, maybe it's not one of those three things I named. We've got somebody in this church who's going to get ready next month to, um, to teach a series just about helping you find your gifts. Where are you gifted to be in ministry and to bless people and be a part of the life of the church today? In Shandler. Her name's Mary Ruth Kearney, and she pulled together a curriculum to lead a class on us discovering our gifts 
When you see that information come out, I hope that you'll take advantage of that and consider participating. So that we can be the church, the United Methodist Church for this community today. So that we, each one of us, can live a life of faith and a faith that is alive. In just a minute, I'm going to ask if we can make that our prayer together. And I want to let you know that after we pray, we're going to sing another song. And that'll be the time that you can bring your offering if you've got something to give. That is another very tangible way that we participate in the work of the kingdom of God and make an impact together. I told you some of that goes to do stuff all over the world, but the majority of it stays right here to create opportunities for ministry, to make an impact in this community. So as you give, I hope that you will know that what you are giving goes to make an impact in the world in the name of God. Will you pray with me? And we'll pray both God's blessing on what we would offer our tithes what we can give what we can give and offer of our time our talents and our resources pray our blessing over each other as we do this together oh god we are so thankful for the blessing of your love and your mercy, your grace that meets us where we are, that fills us and makes us whole. God, we are thankful that in the fullness and wholeness of life that we find and live into with you, that we have the opportunity to give that as a gift, to share that as a blessing, to make an impact as Methodists and as Christians here in Shambly and all over the world. God, we hear you calling us to be a part of the work of your church now, today. And it's exciting and scary and we confess that we may not feel equipped. We probably don't think we have the time or the talent or the energy. Or that it's too big, it's too much, and we don't know how. And God, even right there, right here in, in the midst of that, choose to say yes that we will follow you that we will live a life of faith that we will answer that calling to be your people for the world today and we trust you for everything we need for that to happen we trust you with the results we pour ourselves into your kingdom, your work in our world. 
This is our prayer. In the name of Jesus, amen.